This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Time now for us to catch up with David Bennett from Save Dunedin Live Music. We've spoken with David a couple of times here on the show as the campaign to save the crown continues. Uh, what has been the progress? Let's touch base. Uh, David uh, Morena, good to have you with us again. Uh, Morena, it's uh, becoming a regular occurrence, Jeff. Well, it is. And uh, interesting developments. This time last week, or rather towards the end of Friday last week, uh, the Needham City Council put out a media release uh, with the banner DCC committed to supporting live music scene. Well, that, um, on the face of it, sounds like something we should be happy about. Um, David, uh, how did the campaign Save Dunedin Live Music receive the comment from DCC last week? How does it sit? Uh, well, it's always good to get commitments from the, the council and the mayor uh, around this kind of stuff. Like, it, it's basically them saying that they're willing to look into the city planning around this stuff, which is the first time that we've had an indication that they are willing to look into planning around noise and regulation around that with uh, respect to music venues. But it is on the commitments, and it doesn't do a lot to help the current situation with the Crown but uh, progress nonetheless, but we will we will keep at it to do everything we can. So just to be clear, um, what the Dunedin City Council has said is that uh, there are existing provisions under the district plan, the 2GP, uh, which includes a rule that apartments in the CBD protect themselves from noisy environments like music venues. But um, uh, the Mayor is now on record as acknowledging that there are concerns out there that those protections are inadequate, and therein lies the issue around the Crown. But he's gone on to say that um, there will be a further consideration done with the district plan changes known as Variation 3 to consider whether acoustic installation rules adequately support the strategic objectives uh, of the city and particularly around the vibrant city centre, quote-unquote. Um, so, OK, so moving forward, perhaps there's more hope than there might be for the for the current situation and that um, maybe those who might have read the way that that was reported last week and read the media release itself might have thought, oh, good, problems solved, but that's not the case. Uh, definitely not the case for the development next to the Crown. Uh, that's already consented under the current regulations and therefore they have already satisfied all their requirements and got their permits to go ahead with that project under the current rules, which means that the uh, aforementioned low standards which we believe are going to be a problem uh, are the ones that that building will have to adhere to so they also did say in that statement that they were looking to reach out to the developer and work with the developer in uh, figuring out what they can do to mitigate the situation and uh, we've been keeping a close eye on that and kind of nudging them as much as we can to to, to make progress on that. They've also engaged the, the city's heritage fund and We've spoken with them, and Jones has spoken with them about potential capital works to protect the Crown from its side uh, versus the development next door. But once again, both those are those are all secondary solves to what is the primary problem of the the lack of protection for venues in the base of the planning. And presumably, any work that might be done on the Crown itself uh, could potentially require the place to shut down while the work was done. That's 100% right, uh, and that's been part of our discussions with uh, with the Council on Heritage this week is talking about if they were to pursue that, that way as a kind of uh, measure to protect the Crown, that we'd have to try and do it in a in a stepped process uh, with as little impact as possible on that venue because it is 
a very busy venue and it's one of the only ones we've got left and Jones probably can't afford the loss of business and the music scene can't afford the loss of another venue for any amount of time. Since you and I last spoke and a week ahead of this announcement from the Dunedin City Council, there was um, a gathering in the centre of the city on probably one of the coldest, nastiest days of winter, David. Uh, A pretty good turnout. You would have been, um, I guess, encouraged by the level of support for the campaign. Definitely, uh, definitely. Anybody willing to brave that weather uh, and stand in it for two and a half hours or so, it, that shows the real commitment. And we had a lot of people turn out and a lot of people just soldier through it. And it's really heartening to see how many people really care about um, music in the city. One of the bands that played at that was actually playing in Wellington the night before and, and they rush their back back onto an early flight to race in there and stand in the freezing cold and play because they just wanted to be a part of it so much and they're one of the regulars who play down at the crown so it just shows the kind of enthusiasm and love for the venue in this town. There was a certain amount of irony involved too in one of the local hostels asked everybody to turn the noise down. Um, the Octagon probably one of the noisiest places in the city in the, on a Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, there was a request from uh, one of the local um, <laughs> uh, businesses in the area to, to drop the noise, and we politely told them to go away. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, I, I, a lot of this discussion, David, has centred around the Crown for obvious reasons, and, um, you know, we have the prospect of this building going up next door with, uh, with apartments in, included in it. Um, but as we start to count the ever-decreasing number of uh, live music venues in the city, one turns one's thoughts to dive as well. And is it not the case that there are apartments going across the road there as well? Yeah, in the top floor of the university bookshop yes. uh, development there by the university, yeah, that's that's also got apartments on it uh, within stone's throw of the stage of dive. Um, it falls into the city edge planning zone, so there's some slightly different rules out there, but it's much the same kind of situation could arise there. Um, not quite as dire as Crown because it's not sharing a wall with the building, but uh, it yeah, doesn't doesn't bode well for the potential future of that venue either. Well, I, I, I note that the campaign is save Dunedin Live Music and not just save the yeah. Crown, so I guess oh, you'll, yeah. you'll be putting some energy into staying on top of that issue as well? Definitely, definitely. We have been keeping a close eye on that, uh, and this is part of uh, the ongoing work, especially now with our, our work with the Heritage Fund. We've been inquiring as to the potential... Uh, for applying that kind of fund or other funding from the council to support venues like Dive as well or The Cook and also the Oriental or Starters Bar which has closed due to the need for earthquake works and stuff like that and USA not being able to continue the lease and seeing if we can do something about getting that venue back up and running again. Now David, uh, there's been an online petition running for a while now. Where are we at with that? Uh, it's currently sitting just below 1,500 uh, people. Uh, it's the petition we had out at the protest for the Crown, and we're going to keep it up for a while uh, just because there is a fair bit of media attention around this, and a lot of people from outside of Dunedin have been contacting us about the petition, saying that they're having similar similar problems in other cities around Aotearoa at the moment, and they'd like to get involved and keep it up as a show of public support for this in a New Zealand-wide context. And in a nutshell, what does the petition ask? It's basically asking for the city to uh, consider changes to the 2GP that better 
oh, it will be three GP next year. They'd better uh, consider music venues in their planning. And for the council to continue to do anything they can to actually save the Crown Hotel um, in this current context and continue that work up and for them to reaffirm their commitment to the music action plan and getting that out as quick as possible. Because there are a lot of measures in the music action plan that address a lot of the issues around noise control and regulation and insulation and as well as a lot of other aspects of the music scenes with relation to green space use, rehearsal um, spaces. There's a lot of stuff in there and we really want to get that get that signed off by the council, get it funded and get started rebuilding the music scene. For anybody who's interested in continuing to support this campaign, what is the best next thing for them to do? Uh, keep the pressure on. Uh, write your local councillors. Express to them that, uh, especially if there's an election coming up, a lot of them are going to be very keen to hear what the public wants from them. Uh, let them know how much you love music. Let them know how you want the city to plan for noise. Let them know how much you want them to support your venues and do anything they can to make sure that Dunedin has a vibrant music scene going into the future. What about uh, you and the Save Dunedin Live Music campaign at the moment? Anything, any further public actions planned? No public actions as of yet. We're currently investigating the offers that the council are putting up now uh, for trying to save the crown. We're just working our way through the particulars on that kind of stuff. Uh, and once we know where all the dust settles on that, uh, we will we will state our position on it. But keep your ear to the ground with uh, SaveDunedinLiveMusic.com or Save Dunedin Live Music on Facebook um, and the other socials. Yeah, and we'll keep everybody informed as to where it's all at. Good stuff. David Bennett, thanks for joining us here on ORFM. Um, I have a feeling we'll probably talk again uh, before too long. Yeah, sounds good, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.